Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity. High Fidelity. Good afternoon, everybody. Two o'clock Pacific and five Eastern. So you're listening to the QBO show. It's Thursday, and thanks for uh, thanks for listening in over the next couple of weeks or today live. It'd be great. I think Stacy will eventually have the chat room up. Chat room up for you if you want to ask some questions. Oh yeah, I should. Got a eventually. Show. <laughs> eventually, and it's August third. Um, and we're going to go over you know the, some of the new stuff in QuickBooks Online this month, as well as try to go back and tackle some questions uh, that we finished off with last Thursday. So pretty exciting, but uh, my name's Woody. I'm a product specialist with Intuit, and uh, opinion statements or views that I have uh, might not necessarily reflect those of Intuit. Intuit's not affiliated with the show. And Stacy, what's going on? Uh, nothing. Um, I got another new door. I'm not going to, we got another new door wall. So, uh, if you live in Southeast Michigan, you don't call them sliding glass doors. You refer to them as a door wall. It's very specific. To, and we've talked about it a million times on the show. So a couple months ago, uh, Kevin and I replaced the window in our bedroom. Well, first we got a new deck and we, we pulled our deck, extended our deck. So it goes all the way across almost the whole back of the house. And, um, Basically, we replaced the window in our bedroom with a door wall so that we could walk it directly out onto this deck. And as we were sitting there admiring this beautiful new sliding glass door or door wall, um, I looked at the old one that has been there since the house was built in the late 90s, and I thought, well, that looks like shit. <laughs> so <laughs> look at how nice right? this new one looks. It's all trimmed out really well. and. Like that other one really looks like shit. So we had been, we had planned on replacing it um, eventually. And it was bothering me so bad that basically the day after they put the new one in, I emailed them. I said, Hey, can you guys come back and, and just do the other one? And so they did that today. So now we have two really nice and the, and the great thing about it is they're way more energy efficient. They're really nice and they look uh, really good. So that's what I did today. We had Stacey K Academy. Um, but how are you, Woody? How what's going on with you? Good. Yeah, just you know, just uh, trying to keep up on new stuff in uh, QuickBooks Online. I I installed the 2018 Beta Wave Four today. Just trying to get my free. Did you now? Yeah, and uh, did some of the the survey tests. Pretty fun. And uh, I did but alpha. no, mostly I've been working on QBO. Oh yeah, yeah. The alpha um, caused my 2017 to crash, so I've been. I usually wait till at least the beta. I think that's pretty, pretty stable. And then yeah, uh, the alpha. I did were, alpha, but I haven't know, had a chance to do beta. Run. Yeah. So no, it's it's good. It's to keep my feet wet there, but yeah, mostly just been working on the new stuff in QuickBooks Online. And pretty exciting, doing a lot of firm. Doing you know a fair amount of firm presentations and uh, answering questions and things. Someone wanted to know today uh, how you switch between clients and QBO and if there's a video on that. And I was like, I'm like, you mean clicking the drop down and choose another client file? You need a video of someone doing that? Um, I can make one. It's just, like a four second gift. Always... I can do it. <laughs> if you I can, can that would be awesome. I'll make them a little I, video. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do a video on that, dude. I'm sorry. 
I refuse to. I sent I a screenshot. I will totally do it, and I'll send it to you. Here's the deal. <laughs> I'm going to totally Thank make a, a little gift awesome. for you. Because I'm addicted to You know, we have one on, on – no, that's, that's cool. We, i got to draw the line somewhere, though. But we have um, <laughs> a, uh, we, <laughs> a browser best practice video that Valerie did. It's great. It goes through all the different things, you know, all the stuff on how using Google Chrome and stuff. But And so I sent right. him that, and he's like, no, no, I mean, like, just, like, switching from one client to another. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I just I just was kind of laughing. I shouldn't laugh. It's not, not fair, but... Um, no, yeah. it's not. Anyway. But, I mean, that is something. I, I feel like if you're using QuickBooks Online, I feel like maybe, maybe that's I feel like if you use it every day, that that seems like that's something that uh, most people would would yeah. uh, would you know would get. But whatever, whatever, you know. I know. Matter. I just. I mean, it says go I to clients. I, I, mean, I, I just. I just. It says <laughs> it right there, Stacy, in in the green area. <laughs> I mean, come on, it says man. Client switcher. Um, I know. I know. That's why I'm laughing. Uh, it says it literally in actuality. Here's here's where the confusion. Clients. Here's where the confusion could be. When you're in the file, that go to clients QuickBooks is gone, and you just have the name of the client file. So maybe right, and you're like, now there's a drop down arrow next to it, but still, maybe you're just like, oh, how do I get back? And he's clicking back to QBA and and you know it's frustrating. Uh, maybe for yeah, him. yeah. Maybe he just wanted to on the drop down arrow. If someone just chose, if someone just showed a GIF, if you're showing a GIF on the drop-down arrow and how it opens up, boom, three seconds, that might like, oh, cool, and then, then they'll see the light. I just right, right. I get it. I totally, I totally it get it because it doesn't say client switcher. It says go to client. Right, right. See? So totally. So uh, yeah. I, I, I yeah. try to have some uh, empathy, you know. Totally. I. But um, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I'm gonna make one. So what's the let's let's talk about new, uh, let's talk about new things in QuickBooks Online. What's the first thing on our list? Well, that you have? we have we broke down. Did we talk about the firm-based identity last week, or were we putting that the FBI, or were we putting that off? I think you mentioned out? it. Uh, okay. I think you mentioned it briefly, but um, I don't think that we got. I think we got it, but we can let's do it again because I think it's really important to kind of go over it. Because even after we talked about it a little bit last week, I think I emailed you just to kind of clarify some stuff, just to to make sure that I I understood, right? So let's do it again. It's not going to hurt anything. Yeah, totally. Um, Firm-based identity FBI. That's the acronym. And um, it's like uh, instead of the username, um, like the QBO file being linked directly to the QBOA using just the email address of one user, you know, like right. Stacey, you're the accounting firm or accountant user. It's more like the QBO client file to the firm. So when you go into manage users, it'll say firm name. It'll still have a lead person. So Stacey will be the lead, or let's say I'm the lead, but let's say I, I quit, and she can transfer the lead to Shannon. But the connection is still with the firm. So even though I leave and retire or something, uh, it's not like I'm taking the client with me or I lo you lose the connection to the file. I think it's just a clear connection between uh, the QBO client file and the firm umbrella, like the staff members. And someone's the lead, 
but it's to the firm, not just the user, which I think is good for just attrition in larger and mid-sized firms. And it's also at the report level, when you share reports, you can share them to the firm only and not just, you know, all users or something. And nice. that, I was doing a demo today and the accountant, the main CPA really dug that because she'll create reports just for, you know, Jacqueline and Brittany, for example, but she doesn't want the client to see him too, who's a company admin, so he can see right, all the right, company right. financial. So now they can see them and uh, the QBO users cannot. So it's pretty sweet. That's pretty awesome. So I actually yeah. just created, while we were talking, I, I just created that little the little gift, the client switcher. Oh, really? While you were talking. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It was that fast. It was that, that fast. So I'm wow. Gonna, yeah, if you I'm, can send it, I'll, gonna, I'll post it in the well, chat room. That would be awesome. I'd be really happy. Yeah, I'm going to Okay. I'm gonna post it on, on Twitter, uh, on the QBO show. Um, yeah. So uh, that's all. Uh, allows you basically, it allows you to move back and forth. So I just wanted to interject there for a moment and let you know that that's done. We can check that off the list. Yeah, or put it on Facebook. Well, somewhere where I can get it because I'm not on Twitter. It's been oh, like two okay. years I'll now. I'll post it on Facebook too. Yeah, I'll post it yeah. there too. Um, so that's firm-based identity for the most part for now. And then did we did we like tie off the work feature? Uh, like, you know, the, the kind of task management file share that's in uh, QBOA. I thought we had gone over that a bunch of times. <clears throat> Where you can create a task uh, and assign it to a member. I think oh, no. we did. I think the that's the yeah, – so, so for a lot of – what I want to clarify is you're going to see – it's technically called QBO Practice Management, right? Practice Manager? Yeah. Isn't that the, the actual title of the feature? But – you don't see that anywhere. The only thing I wanted to talk about is you don't see that anywhere when you're logged in. What you see is work on the left nav side when you're logged into QBOA. So you don't, if somebody goes into QBOA and they're like, where in the F is the practice management tools? It's, it's not called, even though it's a practice management tool and that's what Intuit is calling it, it's called work on the left-hand side. That was a little bit of the confusion. Uh, that I was, uh, that some people were asking me, like, where's practice manager? I see work, but I don't see that. That's all I really wanted to kind yeah. of clear up today. Yeah, work has a task management, and you can, like, request a client to upload a document. That's pretty cool. And, and it's also linked inside of, of QBO, the QBO client file. It's called My Accountant is the menu option right, in the left-hand exactly. panel. That's, okay, yep. yeah. So that's where they would go to to communicate. And even the QBOA team members will see the My Accountant, you know. Uh, so I guess you could send something back to yourself, you know, if you wanted to. I think that could be a workaround for something um, if you're in the client file. And, yeah. And, oh, the, the new thing for work is you can duplicate tasks, not yet create recurring tasks, uh, but you can duplicate Ooh. ones and, for a different client. But I'm sure – you know, all this other stuff will, you know, we'll see. But I, I, I'm right. sure we're going to build out work as best we can. I mean, it's a lot of people are using it, and it's, you know, it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, so I think still for a smaller firm at this time, just because of the dashboard, you, you think how how many tasks there'd be there. And though you can filter for yourself, so maybe it's not. Maybe it's for a small and mid. Um, 
I'm sure it'll scale one day. Oh, online bill pay. And we co we covered that one too, right? With the the abbreviated version of bill.com inside of uh, QBO that clients can turn on. Um yeah, but there's a lot of confusion with this feature okay. uh in my Facebook yeah. group and here here is the confusion in that uh -huh. they want what the accountants and the pro advisors we're trying to get clarification, and I, I, it keeps coming up, is you can't, the only person that can use it is the master admin that sets it up. So you can't use it if you're the accountant user. You can only, you, and there's a whole article about how you can, how to set it up, but it really doesn't support the accountant user at this point in time. Correct. Yeah, unless the accountant user is, actually added as a company admin to the file yes yeah so even because, if you're using wholesale billing yeah. you are the master admin and you're also the accountant user but you you still can't use it you have to be added additionally as a company admin oh. in order to use the bill pay and get access from is what i understand well, i could if be you're wrong. the master admin so well under wholesale you don't have to be the master admin you, you, you the client can be that and we, we we support. We changed that a while ago. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So they changed that a while yeah. ago. I just said don't use right. the wholesale billing that often. That's right. That's right. Right, right. No, I understand. But if the master admin or company admin should be all master admins and well, there's one master admin except in one of my files I have two. But anyways, normally there's one master admin and then you have you know a bunch of company admins. They can use the bill pay feature. It's just that you know we just assume that the QBA team members are by default company admins in the client file because you can access everything a co-admin can except for this one feature for whatever reason. Right. Uh, so right. I'm sure one day, you know, team members of a QBA or the firm will be able to use the online bill pay without having to be added as a, another company admin and take away a seat from the QBO file. But uh, until then, you know, that's it's really for the client. And the client's the one to sign up anyway. They're the bank owner. There's a bunch of credit verification questions that only they could answer, you know, like you lived on the right. street address in 93 and et cetera. So that's um, – <clears throat> but it's it's cool. I mean, eventually I'm sure, Stacey, you and Shannon will be able to do it too. It's just for now it's going to be the client file. Uh, I'm sorry, right. the client. Right, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. until it – yeah, and it's totally fine because, I mean, right now we're using – most of our clients are already set up with Bill.com anyway through the regular, mm -hmm. you know, traditional Bill.com that we're doing the AP for, and that uh, is totally fine. The ones that are going to use this are the ones that we're not doing the AP. So the ones that have set this up, we don't manage their AP. They do their payables. Mm -hmm. So it's not really been an issue so far. Yeah, okay, pretty, not a big really deal. Cool yeah, it's more for – yeah, for us it's not a big deal. I've had some pushback for some firms, so they're like, "Well, we do that as a service, so it's really we can't really use it." Then clients don't pay right. the bills. I mean, some firms just kind of do that. So, and and eventually, hopefully, we'll solve for that. But for right now, it's you know either get added as a company admin or just the client's going to do it. And it it's only really just vendor ACH it, it, or the you know bill.com will mail a check, you know, but it's not it doesn't have all the bill.com features. Yeah, outside of right. There's too. no approval process. Um, There's no approval process right. with it. Um, so that's a thing. Um, 
which is why we don't use it because we still use that approval process. We want that approval process through the regular traditional bill.com stuff. That's why yeah. we don't. Yeah. We're not going to use it yet. Cool. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just checking off our list. Just, you know, me, just checking everything off our list tonight. The um, Now, some of your clients might have an invoices uh, card on the dashboard. So depending on really? what they chose during the first, yeah, the first use experience, only one of my files has it. But depending on what they chose during okay. the first use, first time use experience when they set the file up or you did it for them uh, and they chose invoicing or they're a new subscription. Um, and I think, I believe it's going to be rolled in for, for everybody soon eventually, but there's an invoices block and it's just for invoices. And then invoices is a tab within the sales menu of the QBO file. You should have like four, four tabs within there, like products and services, sales, customers and some will have invoices and it's just like an invoice dashboard and stuff that needs more filtering options but still it's just like to focus totally on invoicing oh and, and, okay and so yeah, look, look for that. that i can't remember which client has has it on mine uh i thought it was is it the general product store i'm not sure but i, I was noticing on the dashboard there's an invoices card you know i call them cards right these squares on the dashboard now yeah like income i do expense, too i call sales, them cards profit, too. Loss. uh some will have invoices and i it's not in general product store i'm trying to find it one of my files i know has it um, right you'll have to send me invite me to that one so i can oh. see it because i want to I'll, I'll put some screenshots out on the twitters oh yeah my price rules company cool yeah Sorry. I don't know if I have, yeah. I, can't, I guess I can't really talk about price rules, but anyway. So, uh, oh, maybe some people are in the alpha or whatever. So the, oh, it says I got to subscribe. That's funny. So, yeah, invoices. It, like, shows I have $466 unpaid in the last 365 days, overdue 366, not due yet as 100, zero paid in the last 30 days, zero not deposited, zero deposited. You know, that's the other thing you've probably seen. You know, that's just a card on my dashboard. Now, if I go right. into the sales option in the left-hand menu, I have invoices too. And I can really see, like, uh, partial payments, like what's been deposited. Remember how you're always wanting that vis visibility of what's an undeposit or what do you want to go deposit yeah. and what's not? So I that's that been in, in the there for bar. a little bit now. Most people – yeah, I don't – it's like if you have the invoices – tab within sales see and i don't have it in this one i know yeah, i don't have it, it. general my... product store here we go that has it i'm just clicking through uh switching files and um yeah invoices so when it's paid it'll tell me paid not deposited that's pretty cool like on the line itself and then there's in the there's a green bar that says 592 dollars and 62 Three cents is not deposited. Fifty thousand and change is deposited. So it'll tell. So I have some in undeposited funds. I have, you know, almost oh, six hundred bucks. And you I'm know what? I have seen so that. I cool. can't remember which one of my clients. Yeah. I have seen that, and I yeah. can't remember which one of my QBO accounts has that. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, uh, it. you know, it will. Uh, more more subs will have it. 
Yeah. You know, that would be kind of cool. Oh, so you sent me the gift. So what do I – I just see it as a picture. Oh, client switcher little, GIF. All it is is a picture of the QBOA dashboard. Uh, it's, I can attach it. I'll resend it as an attachment instead of in line in the email. Yeah. Like, cause right now, and then you can just forward it, but it's also on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook too. Yeah. There's just a little, uh, QBO show for just Woody and I right there. Just us talking about emails we're sending each other. FYI, that's it. <laughs> nice. All right. It's like we're having a Let's conversation. See here. It's just a regular phone call. Right. All right. So invoicing stuff. Oh, project tracking and QB Labs. I don't think we've covered that one. No, we haven't. And this is right. uh, this is a pretty cool one. I'm uh, I'm about to. I think next week or the week after, I'm going to write an article about this one. So this is. Pretty interesting. Uh, you can get it if you go to um, your gear icon, and then you go up to QuickBooks Labs. It's um, it's called Projects, yeah. and so what? It's it's actually really cool. Um, and what you can do is you can you know historically what we've done with kind of getting a P and L by job or tracking projects, you know the a budget versus the actual in the project and applying transactions review sub customers and what is really cool about this is you can still use sub customers but then you can also assign projects to the sub customers so what we would have had to do let's say you have client a with you know sub with a job or in quickbooks online which would be a sub customer with sub customer one if you're doing more than one project for that sub-customer, you would have to create a new, or for that client A, you'd have to have sub-customer one, sub-customer two, sub-customer three. You'd have to have all in the customer list gets really big. And so now yeah. projects is basically eliminating that. So you won't have to do that anymore. You can just put in client A and then assign them a project rather than creating a sub-customer that would be that job or that project. Um, I'll be interested to see, because it's in labs, I'm going to be interested to see mm -hmm. whether this makes it fully into production and how long it takes. And then um, I'm going to be fascinated to see when and if labor costing through QBOP or IOP or however the hell it's going to happen, if it ever happens, um, how right. this is going to work with any labor costing. Uh, I'm a little, I'm very, very interested uh, in, in the plans for this particular QuickBooks lab and how it's going to relate to labor costing. Because labor costing is the big, that's the, the big kick in the ass when everybody wants to move right. uh, from desktop to QuickBooks Online. That is, for me right now, that's the last thing that stops people is the fact that there's no yeah. labor costing. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see what happens if we get direct labor costing through QBOP, QBFSP, IOP, however they do it, if it happens. I mm -hmm. still don't know when or if it will even happen, 
but it'll be very fascinating to see how those projects. Um, have you used the projects at all? I've only used it a little bit. Yes. Yeah, I've been using them. It's it's essentially linking transactions to the project. It's like customer colon project, kind of like sub customers. But I could even add a a project to a sub customer. I can see all the transactions. I can see unbilled time. I can see unbilled charges. You know that haven't been invoiced yet. And I can see a profitability by project report. So those are the things I can see. And I think my favorite thing is that it, it autofills the project name and the customer name in the customer field on the expense side of things or time entry. Yeah. And what I like oh, is there's when you cool. go so you don't when forget. you turn it on in Yeah, when you turn it on in the labs, you'll see it'll say like dashboard banking sales, blah blah, and then it'll say projects. It'll add a option on the left nav. And what's really nice is you'll be able to mark what I like about this is you'll be able to say that this is in progress. It's completed. It's canceled. Uh, there's a place for some notes as well. And then when you first click on one of those projects, um, you'll see those transaction lists of profitability. And then there's another little tab. So that's the overview. And then there's another little tab, and I believe it says transactions. And so there's one place where you can go see all of the transactions that are related to that particular project. Like the one yeah. I have has, I think, one invoice. Yeah, it has cool. um, a billable. Yeah, it has like a couple billable expense um, things. And what's really cool is when you're looking at that project and you have that project and you click on it, you can, there's a green, you know, the green action button up in the top. It'll say add to project. And you can say invoice, you know, receive payment expense, estimate, time, bill, purchase order, or something like that. Um, so you can add transactions. You can add, assign the project from the transaction screen, or you can create a transaction from the project screen, which is, is pretty sweet. No, that is awesome. Love it. I like it. I'm going to be writing a big article cool. about projects in uh, probably the next uh, week or so. I just wrote one on partial purchase orders, so I'm, this is next time. Well, i got to update my job costing workaround because now my job costing workaround doesn't need a, par a partial purchase order workaround. Yeah, talk need about that, that one. I can Did we already talk out. about this one? No, Did we already talk I'm about really this one? excited. No, 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 no. So I just wrote an article today, right before the show, because I knew we were going to be talking about new stuff in QuickBooks Online. So for those of you who are familiar with my workaround, basically what we've had to do in the past with uh, to receive against a partial purchase order, because with when you create a purchase order in QuickBooks Online and you want to receive against it, it has up until just a few weeks ago been an all or nothing gig, right? If you put in quantity right. of 10 in a purchase order, you have to receive quantity of 10. There's no way to just say, okay, I have five, and then have that open, those five open items on the original purchase order show up. So what my workaround was, it, you would create a copy, you'd you know, edit, you'd create a copy of the original purchase order. You'd have to, I always assigned it the same purchase order number, so you'd have duplicate purchase order numbers. If you had 10 on the original purchase order, and it's purchase order one, two, three, four, now you've got two purchase orders numbered with reference number one, two, three, four, one of them for five, and then you close that out and receive against it. And then you have the second one has whatever is left that's open. And that was really the only way to track it. And it's a, when you have a large volume 
of purchase orders, it's a, it can be a pain in the ass. You know, if you're because you're having to copy, and you might have if you're ordering a hundred of something, and you receive against the purchase order five or six times. Well, now you've got five or six purchase orders that are either all titled one two three four, or they're titled you know one two three four a, one two three four b, or one two three four point one, one two three four point two. It's and it's harder. It's it can be a little difficult to keep track when you have the high volume. So the partial purchase order is really cool. And I just, today, like I just finished it right before the show and I'll, I'll post, uh, I think there should be something on Twitter already that we posted and as well as on the Facebook page. But what you can do is you can create that purchase order and you can receive against it and you can receive partial. And so if you have 10, in the example I did in my article, I did 10 of whatever item it was that I added to the PO and then I created an expense. I went to the gear icon or the Spinny Plus, created an expense type transaction, received two. Then I went and showed that you can receive partial purchase order uh, in QuickBooks Online uh, with a check. So I created a check for another three. And every time you do that, the purchase order, when you go to the original purchase order, it shows you, the, there's a column added that shows you the quantity that's been received. What's also really cool is there's going to be a link up in the top right that shows the status. It shows the purchase order is open, or the top left. It shows that the purchase order is open, and it has a link to all of the transactions that you've used to receive against, that you've created to receive against that purchase order. So you can receive with a, nice. an expense transaction, a check transaction, and even a vendor bill. And once and as you're entering those transactions and you choose the vendor, when the drawer opens up, it shows you the balance due. So my, in the article I wrote, the original uh, purchase order was for $10,000. And you can see each time the drawer opens up, that the balance of the purchase order has, is, has decreased by the, the last transaction. And once you're done and you receive everything against that purchase order, it automatically will, will show it as closed. So it's really cool. It's a really cool feature. I'm really very, very, very excited about it. So there. No, that's, that's cool. All. That's really cool. Love it. Um, oh, you know, here's one you'll know more about me because I don't really use my Google Calendar at all. And I think you have an article on this now that's external. So Google Calendar app I did, integration. Yeah. Yeah, so this is also um, if you are if you have a situation where you bill hourly for anything, and sometimes I do coaching, uh, so I might put something on my calendar and then need to bill, or if you, you know, you're tracking hourly. If anybody that's doing any kind of appointment scheduling and they're tracking something on their calendar, even if you don't have an appointment, if you have something blocked out on your calendar, what you can do yeah. in QuickBooks Online now is you can, um, I don't have the link to it. Uh, I should post that. I'll put it up on Twitter too. Is in the future? You can, yeah, I don't have the link to the article. Okay. It's not, I don't have it. I mean, I'll go on, um, on firmatfuture.com. I'm sure it's there. Yeah, it should be. I have a link on my email. So what you can do is you can connect your Google Calendar to QuickBooks Online. So when you create an invoice, you can select calendar items and add those to the invoice 
uh, well, I don't think it works for sales receipts right now, but um, it's actually really cool. Yeah, just an it's invoice. It's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. But yep. what, and I just what did are the cons? I you had some cons it. of it, too. Um, like pros and cons. I gotta find the article. Yeah, hold yeah there on. It is. I got to find the article. I found it. I'll put it in the, uh, I'll put it in our little thing. Okay. Yeah. So one of the, a couple yeah, of the so things pros and cons. that, um, yeah, so there's, you can't, um, obviously it's really easy to set up as one of the pros. It's really simple to use. It's free. Those are all of the things that I really love about it. It works exactly the way that it's supposed to work. Um, so the problem, the things that I didn't like about it is right now it doesn't work with QuickBooks Online mobile. So if you're using Android or iPad or iPhone or any kind of mobile app, it doesn't work with it. It only works with a web browser. So if I'm going on site, if I'm doing appointments and I'm on site doing something and I want to then create an invoice for doing that, I can't do that. I have to log in and to my computer and do it. So that kind of bummed me out. Um, the also is, uh, the other thing is that you can't limit user access. So users can only add their own own calendar events. Um, basically, I can only add my own calendar event, but I can choose from any shared calendar. So if I go create an invoice, I can only choose from my own calendar. But if Shannon has shared her Google calendar with me, I can add that and I can invoice for something that she's got on her calendar. So those are really the only, the only things that, um, and, and they weren't games, like they weren't deal breakers at all. It was just like, oh, this would be a little bit better if it did this. That's all. Yeah. Yep. It's cool. But there's a lot of people who do everything Google. So I think that's good. And I do, yeah, and I do a lot of stuff. That, I mean, I run, yeah, I run my practice, so, you know, whatever. And like I said, they're not deal breakers. They're just pros, cons, um, but it works yeah. exactly. I still gave it a five out of five because I love the app. If It's a great way to enter any details about an appointment and, e and invoice them. So it, it brings it all over there. So anyway, and then I also have uh, more stuff if you uh, – I also wrote my own article that's a little bit more of a dig into like a how-to. So the firm of the future is really kind of a just an overview. And then uh, if you go to stacyk.net, there's a, a deeper dive into it. Nice. Nice. That's all. Yeah. What's next? Let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, partial purchase orders. Good. Oh, the new reconcile. The new reconcile. Mm, you talk about the new that. reconciliation. I think we did. <laughs> I actually was presenting to a firm, and, and she actually loves it. They actually love it. And because, um, you know, people are, like, used to this on one side, this on the other. But she was like, yeah, nah, I, I think it's awesome. I like the new format better. And, you know, the discrepancy visibility is really helpful, you know. Um, uh, I will say this. So about it. Um, this yeah. is the only thing I Please. don't like about it. I, I The actual reconciliation screen, I absolutely positively love. Love it. Um, what, I, what I don't, what I didn't like about it was um, when I go do the reconciliation, um, 
I have to click more than one time. I want to see the reconciliation history when I choose to reconcile. So when you go to the big uh, okay. reconciliation, when you go to that, that because it'll say reconcile an account, and then it asks you, what account do you want to reconcile? You choose the dropdown, you choose the account. Up in the top right corner is a little link that it's not that noticeable unless you're specifically looking for it that is the reconciliation history. And this is where we can see previous reconciliations, the date on which it was reconciled, the ending balance, any changes, also any adjustments, right? So yeah. my workaround yeah. for this is simply to bookmark that reconciliation history page. So when I go, now that the new reconciliation screen, and we have this new reconciliation screen, I don't do gear icon reconcile or do accountant tools. I go to my bookmark because it takes me directly to the reconciliation history. And then from that screen up in the top right, then I can choose to reconcile the account. So I have one for each one of the accounts. So that's all. That's the only thing I don't like about it is I okay. want to see yeah. when it was reconciled. I want to see that first. When was it last reconciled? Are there any changes? Yeah. I don't want to start the reconciliation to find out that somebody's jacked something up. Because I can see it right from this screen. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm sure. I was just surprised. She was just loved it, you know? So I was like, hey, cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm just getting used to it. So I think that's the majority of it, just getting used to it. And, and that's fine. Yeah, uh, and I don't uh, not like it. I yeah. when you get into the reconciliation, I love it. I love the fact that I don't have to scroll all the way down to see the, you know, the total cleared transactions and to make sure that the end game is zero. I like that it's up at the top. I like being able to say, okay, I just want to see money out or I just want to see money in or I want to see both. I like that screen. What I do not like is that I can't when I start the reconciliation I can't see the history and I want to see the history. That's all. Yeah, without having to click reconcile history in the upper right. You mean to go to a different place? Yeah, get it. Exactly. Yep. Sure. That's all. That's all I have to say about that one. Time. (laughs) Time tracking and essentials. Uh, pretty cool. And. that that's that's good, and it it comes with all the time tracking like settings too. Uh, I'm not I don't mean additional time tracking users. That's that's only in plus, but in essentials you can do you can track time now, and I can pass it through to an invoice, make it billable and stuff. Right. It's pretty cool. Um, not expenses, just the time side. Um, and uh, let's see here, update look and feel for time tracking only users. Yeah, I just think we harmonized it. You know, made it. You right. know, not the old, not many old classic windows. I think the the one that's left is manage users, uh, unless some mm-hmm. some clusters have an older one. But I think manage users is the only old, uh, you know, classic style UI left in QBO. I think so too. Because we updated budgets, we updated reconcile. Uh, we updated preferences and settings. Those were the, the last three to come in over the last year and a half. And then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all the other stuff was harmonized already. And so managed users is, la- is last to come. So pretty exciting. 
Um, nice. Oh, and then did you have a chance to play around with Smart Check in QB Labs? It's the other QB Lab feature, Stacey, Smart Check. I, I yes, did. I had did. a chance to play around with. Okay, what do you think? I Okay, so here are some things that I really – um, I want to be able to tell it, don't look for this. Because, uh, so Smart Check, what, what he's talking about is if you go to QuickBooks Labs, it's called Smart Check. So Gear Icon, QuickBooks Labs, Smart Check. And what Smart Check is, it's kind of like a little audit sort of thing. It's looking at, um, what does it say? Something like mysterious mistakes troublesome transactions and fearsome fraud, right? So it's just it's taking a look at things that could um, mean trouble for your QuickBooks Online. And so it looks at like vendors without a physical address set up. Well, I'm not going to enter that in for Amazon and for, you know, every a gas station, you know, like gas purchase. So I would like if they're going to put this in production and take it out of labs, I would like to see uh, some customization. Um, checks without a payee name. Uh, when I looked, clicked on Fix It, they were all journal entries. So I don't want it to look at, I don't want it to look at yeah. journal entries. But when it says checks without a payee name and it tells me I have three, I don't. I have three journal entries. Um, that are all adjustments that I don't necessarily need a name for. So it's little things like that. But for the most part, I really like it. You know, large expenses that could be capital purchases. Um, and uh, there's a little thing on there that lets you vote for the top five scans that, that you want to have added next, like books not closed, duplicate bills, unusually high payments to a vendor, um, so this is very similar to what was that? Um, it was an app, gosh, a million years ago called Audit My Books. Remember? Do you remember Audit My oh, Books? Oh yeah, yeah, right. We had them on the show like a long time ago, 2010. Yeah, and it was a really, yeah, it was a really amazing app. Um, and then they had a little bit of tragedy with a couple of the owners. Uh, one of the owners passed away, um, and then the app just kind of fizzled out. But it was a really great app. Um, so it's very similar to the Audit My Books app, if anybody remembers that. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's Smart Check. I think yeah, we only have check. three minutes left. I, I think... only scheduled this show for, for 45 minutes. That's fine. FYI. No, that's great. Yeah. That's great. I think that's all we had to cover, really. You know? Yeah. And I, uh, I think I that Smart Check is going to be really they... cool. One of the Once things they add that more I, stuff? I hope. Yeah, and I think it, a little bit of customization, and also um, maybe I don't want. I think that should be a QBOA tool, and not necessarily uh, just for everybody. Yeah, I think yeah, that should be like something that, that is like um, that. specific to to. I, I don't. I think if you're an accountant user, you shouldn't have access to that. Just like you can't undo a bank rec, um, because I right. don't want my. It's, you know, like I, my clients are going to say, oh, well, this journal entry doesn't have a name assigned to it. Well, it maybe it doesn't need it because it's an account that doesn't have to have a vendor or a customer name assigned to it. So um, I hope that if it ends up being a thing forever, it is just an account-only tool. Yeah. That's all I have. Yeah. yeah. No, it's awesome. But it's really cool. It's a really cool. Well, it's fun. I really like it. 
came in on time, went over some stuff, and next week we can tackle those questions from yours and your and MB's uh, show you did and wherever you were. Wherever we were. We were in a couple places. Yeah. California. Yeah. On the coast. Let's Maybe it was it. back I think, east. Yeah. I think it was D.C. area. I think it was D.C. All right. Well, yeah. I got nothing else. Uh, the only thing that I have left to say would be... Let's get uh, out of here. All right. Cool. We'll yeah, see baby. you next Thursday, everyone. See you, Stace. Peace out.